Welcome to Ariana Answers. I'm Dr. Ariana Brandolini, a clinical psychologist who lives in New York City. Every week, I answer a life question submitted by a listener like you. Would you like your question answered? Head over to the description of this video to submit. Now, let's jump into this week's episode. Research has shown that the types of relationship we had when we were kids also affect the quality of the relationships that we have when we're adults. Our attachment style speaks to how we think, feel, and act in close relationships. These patterns are formed early in life with our primary caregivers. Dear Dr. Ariana, I recently got married and my husband is a wonderful, loving, loyal man but so much of my time, I find myself anxious about our relationship. I find myself questioning his commitment and doubting his feelings for me, even though he's done nothing to ever warrant my concern. Communication and feeling connected is an area we always are working on. When I feel anxious about our relationship, my husband usually has to pry it out of me and he can always sense when something is wrong. I also will often find myself insecure when it comes to other women. I find myself questioning my husband's desires and feel uneasy about it. In the moments I'm annoyed with him or feeling disconnected, instead of talking about it, I distance myself. I always feel so much better after we talk, but I want to be able to take initiative and be more open with my feelings. Oh, I feel you, dear listener. This stuff is really hard. What I think might be helpful in navigating your situation is learning a little bit about attachment styles. We are all born with an innate need for relationship and connection. Through them, we get our need for love, comfort, safety, and support met. Social scientists believe that the need to belong is one of the main driving forces for individuals. Basically, healthy relationships are really, really important to a happy and fulfilling life. Research has shown that the types of relationship we had when we were kids also affect the quality of the relationship that we have when we're adults. Our attachment style speaks to how we think, feel, and act in close relationships. These patterns are formed early in life with our primary caregivers. That's usually our parents. And the type of relationship we had with him in early infancy and childhood and into adolescence. All of that will influence the way that we form and navigate our relationships later in life. So what are these attachment styles, you might ask? There are four of them. Are you enjoying this podcast? Make sure you head over to the description of this episode to download the companion worksheet. Number one, anxious, also referred to as preoccupied. Avoidant, also referred to as dismissive. There's disorganized, also referred to as fearful avoidant, and lastly, secure. So let's go through each of them. For anxious preoccupied, this kind of attachment style with people who feel this, the thought of being without their partner or alone in general creates high levels of anxiety. They often seek responsiveness, approval, and support from their partner and can come off as a little needy. They're often highly anxious that their partner is not as invested in the relationship as they are. And so the safety of the relationship is kind of the priority and their antenna are up for anything that's gonna threaten it. They have high fear of abandonment and the attention, care, and responsiveness of their partner often leads to them feeling reassured. It makes them feel better when they feel that way. 
this attachment is associated with low self-image but a high evaluation of other people. Parents of those who grow up to be a bit anxiously preoccupied in terms of their attachment, these parents were likely not very well attuned to the needs of their kids. And so at different times could feel overbearing or could feel disregarding. The child or as children, we might have felt drained rather than nurtured by our parents' attention and sometimes felt like we had to be the one to caregive for them. They also might have been worried about their caregivers in some capacity, and so they clung to them out of a feeling of need or guilt rather than genuine connection and love. So the next one, people who are avoidant dismissive attachment style, these people often come across as aloof. They don't feel comfortable with emotional intimacy. They tend to see themselves as lone wolves. They don't really want to depend on anybody and they don't want anybody to depend on them. So they tend to avoid emotional expression or closeness and tend to pull away if they feel rejected or anxious or hurt. They tend to have pretty high esteem and confidence in themselves, which I guess is a good thing. This attachment style is associated with having negligent or absent parents. And sometimes these people might have experienced rejection as kids in some capacity. Number three, fearful avoidant or disorganized attachment. This is when individuals tend to switch between anxious and avoidant. So they want intimacy and closeness, but at the same time have trouble trusting and depending on others. The partner in their relationship is both a source of desire and joy, but also of fear and anxiety. They struggle with regulating their emotions, and so they tend to avoid strong emotional attachment because of the fear of getting hurt. They often deny their feelings and are scared to express them, and they can become more easily jealous. So those who've experienced loss or trauma are more likely to have this kind of disorganized attachment style, or for those who had parents who acted as both sources of fear as well as reassurance. So they switch back and forth. For example, sometimes children of parents who had alcoholism might display this kind of attachment style. All these the styles that I've covered so far are kind of defined as insecure attachment, quote unquote, because they struggle with cultivating and maintaining healthy relationships. For those who display secure attachment and are they are open to expressing affection and emotion. They're independent, but still emotionally close. And they're comfortable in giving their partner space when the partner needs it. They thrive on being in a relationship, but they're not afraid of being on their own. They have a positive view of themselves and others and are not dependent on their partner's responsiveness or approval to feel confident in and of themselves. And parents who raise securely attached kids are likely to have fostered a sense of safety, but also independence. So kids felt that they had the courage and the space to go explore, but could always come back for comfort. And they likely operated out of authoritative parenting, which means that they were warm and nurturing, but they were also firm and had limits and boundaries. So now before you start blaming your parents for all your relationship problems, it's important to note that a lot of time passes between childhood and adulthood and that we're a product of all of those relationship experiences during that time. It also doesn't mean that it's your fault if you fit into one of those three insecure attachment styles. Most people wouldn't choose to be clingy or dramatic or unable to commit. 
right? We're a product of our experiences and our childhood attachment relationships are a huge influence on how we operate as we're partnered adults. Do you find this information helpful? Is there a certain topic you'd like us to cover? Leave us a comment and review about what you'd like to hear. The good news is that our attachment styles can change. Those who might have displayed anxious or avoidant attachment during childhood can become securely attached adults. And on the other hand, those who maybe had secure attachment as kids can then display some insecure attachment as adults as well. It's also unlikely that all of us fit into neat little boxes of these categories, but we display different aspects of each at different times, but maybe tend to gravitate towards one. So I can hear you guys asking, which one am I? There are lots of easy and free resources to help you determine that, and we're gonna give you one. So you can click on the link of this episode to download a quick and easy test to determine which attachment style you might likely fit into. One big disclaimer. Remember, insecure attachment does not mean that you have a disorder. Every attachment style is a way of relating and being human. If you're anxiously or avoidantly or disorganizedly attached, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you can't have loving and fulfilling relationships. Knowledge is power. And so sometimes being able to understand and put words to kind of what's going on can help us assess where we're at and then decide what we need to do to create change, to be healthy, right? If used correctly, all of this can be hugely empowering. So I'm going to give you three tips today just to get you started on how to improve your adult relationships if you recognize yourself in some of the stuff that I described. Number one, find a securely attached partner. I know this might not feel that easy, but maybe add it to your list of non-negotiables. According to research, if you're one of the insecure attachment style people, your best chance of learning and experiencing healthy relationship is by getting together with someone who's pretty good at it. Not only will you be able to, not only will that person be able to provide emotional connection and good communication and model that for you, and they can function as teacher and guides, right? They will also likely have grace and patience for when you're giving into your insecure stuff. Would you like me to read your letter? Click on the description of this video to submit your question. Number two, if you are avoidant, practice emotional intimacy. If you recognize you have difficulty with intimacy or commitment and you find emotions kind of uncomfortable, the way to overcome this reluctance is with practice. Purposefully approach emotional, emotional intimacy with your partner and sit in the discomfort when you talk about feelings or when they want to talk about feelings. The more you don't run away from it, the easier it gets. And it actually will allow you to have more fulfilling relationships in the long run. Number three, learn emotion regulation and interpersonal effectiveness strategies through therapy. Hooray. Listen, we can find a secure attachment partner and practice all the emotional intimacy, but changing the stuff will take time and it won't happen overnight. That's okay. Learning how to connect with others in a healthy way is nuanced and layered and different for each individual. 
The good news is you don't have to do this stuff alone. There's so many great professionals like me, like other people who actually are trained in this and can help you get to where you want to go. And the reason why this stuff is important, emotion regulation, interpersonal effectiveness, is because studies have shown that even with those who are anxiously attached, being able to regulate our emotions, that is, calming ourselves down when we feel upset or not letting our emotions take over and let them kind of fester for days on end, this protects us from having intimacy problems in our relationships. So learning these skills as well as how to relate to others is something a therapist or a coach is trained to do and can help you with. So to my awesome listener who wrote into this episode, maybe check out the attachment style test that is linked to this podcast and see if any of this stuff is going on. But one last reminder, your attachment style does not mean that there's something wrong with you. I wanna stress that. Doesn't mean you have a disorder or you can't have an awesome relationship because we all display insecure attachment at times. Getting to know ourselves in this area can empower us to make changes and find the help that we need to have happy, healthy, and thriving relationships. And who doesn't want that?